when it comes to money, I think we can all agree we can never know too much. That's why you listen to podcasts like this, right? If we're being honest, we can never have too much, but we're going to focus here, my friends. According to the Society for Human Resource Management, the majority of working Americans indicate that the personalization of seminars and webinars on investing basics and financial planning is important to them. And in that same survey, my friends, they add, quote, employers would be wise to add or expand desirable benefits like financial wellness to attract and retain talent. In other words, companies need to step it up if they want to get the best people on their team. And of course, keep those people. Financial wellness strategies is the solution. We provide the top of the line financial wellness programs for employees to create financial grownups who focus on their jobs because they know they're in control of their personal finances. Learn more and get in touch at financialwellnessstrategies.com. That's financialwellnessstrategies.com. The time is now to invest in peace of mind. Sometimes things just kind of come together and it works out perfectly. That's the case this week. I'm really excited about this episode of the podcast. So welcome everyone to the Wellness for Financial Grownups podcast. I am your host, Bobby Rebel. I'm a certified financial planner. I also wrote a book called Launching Financial Grownups and Run Financial Wellness Strategies which does live workshops and webinars in person. And obviously with webinars, those are virtual. Um, We talk about financial wellness topics. You can find out more on the website, Financial Wellness Strategies. I also love to come and speak about my book. So please hit me up for all those things, but I digress. Let's talk about today's podcast guest. It is Manisha Thakur. She is the author of Money Zen. The full title, by the way, is The Secret to Finding Your Enough. I'm going to pause for one sec on that to get to this week's quote. It is from Ellen DeGeneres. The quote is, you don't need money to be happy, but you need it to pay the bills. You don't need money to be happy, but you need it to pay the bills. Very apropos for a show about money zen. So a lot of us talk about how money will not make us happy. That's something that so-called experts say a lot when it comes to money. It's not going to make us happy. And then we kind of leave it there. But just because more money won't make us more happy does not mean we don't need it. We need to have money to pay our bills. In other words, never say it's not about the money. Oh yeah, a lot of life is definitely about the money. It's just that money is not always going to make us happy, but not having money, as we all know, definitely will make us unhappy, at least unhappy if we can't pay our bills, right? Okay, so that's where Manisha comes in. Manisha Thakur is the founder of Money Zen, which is a joy-based approach to helping people feel calm, confident, and have clarity about the role the money plays in their lives so that they can create lives that are in alignment with their deepest values. And yes, that copy is absolutely from her. Thus the name of her newest book, Money Zen, The Secret to Finding Your Enough. Other books, by the way, from her include On My Own Two Feet, A Modern Girl's Guide to Personal Finance, and Getting Financially Naked, How to Talk Money with Your Honey. She has spent 25 years in the financial services industry, has a lot of fancy titles and accomplishments, lots of um, letters going on, MBA, CFA, CFP, too much to include them all. And did I mention Harvard? Yep, she's amazing. And I was so excited to dive into this latest book. We get into it in our interview. Here she is, Manisha Thakur. 
Manisha Thakur, you are a financial grown-up, one of my very favorites, in fact, that I had to have you back. Welcome. Bobby, it is always a pleasure to get to chat with you. This is going to be quite the conversation because we're going to be talking about your new book, which was so relatable to me, and I know it will be to so many of our listeners. It is called Money Zen, The Secret to Finding Your Enough. And there's kind of a double entendre because it's secret to finding your enough, like enough stuff, but also that you are enough. Exactly. I I wanted the book to resonate with anyone who's ever felt like it's never enough in a variety of different ways. I'm not doing enough. I'm not accomplishing enough, or I'm just not enough. And there's so many different ways in which a never enough mindset can permeate our lives in modern society. This is going to resonate with so many of us because I know that I always feel that way. It's interesting. People come up to me and they say, oh my gosh, you're so busy. I can't believe all that you're doing. And I think I feel like I'm not actually doing anything, which brings me to, I think, my favorite sort of zinger line in your book, although I there's there's going to be more favorites. You say we are human beings, not human doings, but we always feel like we need to be doing more or maybe at least people like me. No, I mean, I think it is so widespread. We are in a culture that tells us you need to do these things in order to have these things in order to be happy. It is incredibly easy to develop a very toxic relationship with work and money and accomplishments, striving in um, all sorts of realms of our lives. And in my research for the book, one of the things I found is this affects people of a huge range of age, income, professions, ethnicities, um, geographies. Uh, It is really, I think, kind of the unspoken issue behind all of this, like burnout and exhaustion and so many of the other trends that are kind of hitting the zeitgeist right now. I love that. And you know, you, this book on the surface looks like a personal finance book, but you don't have money tips. You're not having solutions. You're really addressing what at the heart gets to us about money, why we have such a huge amount of anxiety and why now we're talking so much more about financial wellness rather than just financial literacy. Financial literacy, yeah, you may know You do need to know, of course, how your basic finances work, but that's not going to make you happy ultimately, and that's not going to give you a feeling of financial security. There's so much more. Yes. And, you know, there's a a study that I know both of us have heard for ages uh, just doing what we do, which is the once you earn more than $75,000, it doesn't increase your happiness. That's, That's the threshold. And there's some fascinating new research that's come out of University of Penn in collaboration with Princeton that says, well, actually, that study is totally wrong, but it's not wrong for the reason people will think. It's not wrong for everyone who's thinking, I live on the East Coast and I have a family of four. Are you on crack to think that (laughs) $75,000 is going to make me happy? It's wrong because once you've met your very basic needs, kind of the Maslow's hierarchy of the needs, basic food, basic shelter, basic transportation. If you do not have a base of emotional wellness, 
underlying that, no matter how much more you earn and are able to accumulate beyond your most guttural needs, it's not going to have a really meaningful long-term effect on your life satisfaction. And so personally, I feel like that was one of the pieces I'd been missing in my 30-year career in financial services. I kept thinking information, financial advice was the answer, and I could help people solve money problems. Like, I've got too many student loan, too much student loan debt. I'm, uh, I don't know how much house to buy. I don't know what kind of insurance to get. Those are money problems. But what is missing, the missing link between money and and happiness is that we need to address money worries. And that's where financial wellness comes in. That's why this is not a personal finance book. That's why this is a book that looks at what are the underlying causes, and they're multidisciplinary, that can drive a person to have a never enough mindset. And then how do we flip that script so that you can live a life of financial health and emotional wealth. Well, you gave me the perfect opening there because a lot of this comes from your personal experiences with wealth and your health. You literally made yourself sick with a lot of these. Give us some context, really, even starting from when you were growing up, you had feelings of inadequacy and that led you to this striver mentality where you were you know, buying different things to fit in in different cultures. And then you actually could identify that in different settings, there were different markers of success and what worked in one setting didn't work in another, which basically exposed how ridiculous it all was. There's a term I like, small T traumas. and It refers to the kinds of things that can happen to us before age 25 when our brains are fully formed that can deeply imprint on us, even though on the surface they may seem remarkably small. Like many people, I was bullied in grade school. I grew up in a small town in Indiana, and I was mixed race and chubby and Coke bottle glasses, and I I just didn't fit in. That drove me to seek acceptance somewhere else because my peers rejected me. And, you know, at that age, you're in school, so I sought it through academics and pleasing my teachers. And then you fast forward to being a grown-up academics gets replaced by work and you get rewarded not by grades, but by money. And then you step into that world and you start to learn about this, the peacock feathers, the signaling that we use to indicate to each other in the grown-up world about how successful we are. And oftentimes, you know, they can be, you know, for women, the status handbag, the right shoes. And to your point about it being different in different places, one of the things, uh, we come back to this, I had gotten very caught up in that world, um, but one of the things that was really ironic was when I was in New York a lot for work, there was a certain, you know, it really was my jewelry, my bags, my heels. And then I happened to move to Santa Fe, New Mexico, where you looked ridiculous wearing New York clothes. And in Santa Fe, it was, did you have the right cowboy boots? What what was the material? Was it leather or was it ostrich? Do you have a turquoise belt? Which is like you'd never wear in New York. And so the things that people judged each other by changed. But the fact that we were that we are living in a world where so often we judge people's insides by their outsides 
that does not change. And that really, in a lot of different ways, gets to the crux of this never enough mindset that many of us kind of, I would almost say it's a cult that we get sucked into. The book is very revealing about your own struggles with this. In fact, at one point, you were struggling so much to keep up the pace as a workaholic. And by the way, the book all, you also talk about in the book that workaholics don't necessarily achieve more. Anyway, you were very much a workaholic early in your career. You recall a time when you were on a plane and a stranger gave you pills that you took not even knowing what they were. Tell us about that. I mean, that to me was the, oh my goodness, that is just hustle culture gone too far. Exactly. So um, at that point in my career, I was working for um, an institutional asset management firm and I had an idea for a new distribution channel and I was building it out and I was rocking it. The channel was bringing in literally billions of assets under management into the firm, but it was requiring me to be on a plane literally once every three to four days for almost a decade. And towards the end of that period, I was sitting on the plane and you rack up a lot of frequent flyer miles when you travel that much. So I was in seat 1B. And I remember I had my paper strewn all over the tray table and tears were just streaming down my face. And I was thinking, I I, I was on my way to, uh, I was from Houston to New York. And I remember thinking like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through all the meetings that I have in the next two days. A woman who I actually, she worked in the industry, so I'd seen her before and I I knew of her, but we'd never talked. We weren't friends. She was extremely elegant and put together and and she saw that I was so distressed and she came up and, and she leaned down next to me and opened up this beautiful silver pillbox. And, you know, she said, here, take take this, um, you know, it'll help. And it was a little yellow pill. And I mean, at that point, I, I didn't even ask what the freaking thing was. I just swallowed it. Turned out it was Valium. Um, and it turned out it did help me at least get off that plane and stop crying. But that's the mental state that I was in that I literally, I was so overwhelmed. It never occurred to me to ask what she was giving me. Yeah. That says it all. All right, before we wrap up, you talk about being able to define your enough. What is your enough, my friend? To me, when I think about the life that I want, it is full of simplicity and small joys. And I'll just tell a brief story around this because it's kind of ironic. I spent my junior year at Oxford um, and on the way back from England, I was kind of reflecting on what I had learned over the year and how I had changed. And on a little cocktail napkin, I had sketched out um, a triangle. At the top of the triangle, I wrote the word simplicity. And I wanted that to be the guiding anchor of my life. In the bottom left-hand corner, I wrote small joys. And in the bottom right-hand corner, I wrote financial independence. I did that because I I wanted to make sure that I had the ability financially to be stable enough that I could experience and have space for small joys and simplicity. But my triangle got tilted after I graduated and pretty soon it was upside down and the focal point was financial independence and I completely lost track of the simplicity and small joys. And the book Money Zen 
is designed to help people understand if any of what we're talking about resonates, how they got off track. Because if you don't understand how, it's really hard to then implement the answers to understanding what is enough from a financial health standpoint so that you can then put your bounty and your effort and your your heart and soul into building emotional wealth, which is where so many of us end up having that disconnection between money and happiness. Yeah. And we're out of time, but I do want to encourage people to read the book because what I would be asking you about next, here's a teaser, is how we're all impacted by these images that we see on social media and by the fictional money images and money stories that were told through various forms of the media, characters that live unrealistic lives, and we could go on and on. But I want to give you a chance to tell everybody where they can find out more about you. I know that Money Zen is going to be available everywhere. In all the normal places, but if people want to learn a little bit more about the book, you can go to moneyzenbook.com. And if you want to take a fun quiz to kind of see where you are on this whole spectrum, just go to moneyzenquiz.com. Thank you so much. Bobby, it's always great to be chatting with you. We all want to live our best financial grown up lives. One way to do that is to know that the people that we care about are also in a good place when it comes to their money. That might mean our kids, our grandkids, and yes, even our friends. But how? I mean, it's kind of awkward. You see them struggling, pretending to know more than they do, or just making bad money decisions, but you don't know what to say. And even if you say something supportive, then what? That's why I wrote Launching Financial Grownups. In Launching Financial Grownups, I share the tools and strategies so you know what to say to take the pressure off and give those you love the confidence they need. It's all about giving those we care about the right amount of help at the right time so they can not only learn what they need to know about being financial grownups, but also be confident that they can do it and that you will be there to cheer them on. Pick up a copy of my book, Launching Financial Grownups. I promise you'll be so happy that you did. So what is your enough, my friends? For this week's extra credit assignment, let's all think about that. And if you have a few minutes, write it down, hang it up somewhere. You can see it, even a post-it note. And when you're feeling less than enough, you can just look at it and hopefully you can feel a little bit better. Next question. Did you find yourself dreaming about winning the Powerball lottery when it got to a billion dollars recently. So in my most recent newsletter, which is on Substack, I wrote about how we all won the lottery really just by being in the United States or some of you I know are in Canada. That's pretty good too. All the economic opportunities that we had. And I got a lot of really thoughtful and supportive and just really touching comments back from so many of you. So I just wanted to thank everyone. I also shared my recent appearance on tips if you did win the money and on money windfalls in general on Cheddar. So you can watch that in the newsletter as well, which kind of lives on on Substack. So if you subscribe to the newsletter, you can kind of get to it anyway. And by the way, did you know the vast majority of lottery winners lose it all within a few years? Yeah. So anyway, if you didn't get my newsletter, it is free. So what are you waiting for? Sign up at bobbyrebell.substack.com. Love this interview and all the great perspectives from Manisha. The whole transcript is on my website along with links. So just go to bobbyrebell.com 
for those show notes. And always so great to have Manisha Thakur on. She did a great job helping us all be financial grownups and invest in peace of mind. Thanks everyone. Wellness for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, social media support, and show notes by Ali Bourbon. Artwork by Chelsea Perez. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned on the show, as well as show transcripts by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. To get even more out of this podcast, make sure you are also on our newsletter list, to get more free content to live your best financial grown-up lives. There is a link in the show notes, but you can also sign up by going to bobbyrebell.com or financialwellnessstrategies.com and be a friend. Share the podcast with your friends and anyone you think might like it by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media. Make sure to tag me on Instagram at bobbyrebell1. While you're there, follow me. If you DM me that you listen to the podcast, I will follow you back. You can also leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And please support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. Finally, my grown-up friends, don't forget to invest in peace of mind. Thanks, everyone.